0: Could I have my text up, please, Martin? I want to take you to a garden place. Garden's called Gethsemane. And we're going to read the passage of the Lord's prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane and his betrayal. Now, I've had the great privilege of standing with my Good friend, Mike Kerry. Well, (laughs) and we've stood in the Garden of Gethsemane. Maybe some of you have here. And as you look out from Gethsemane, you look down into what's called the Kidron Valley, up to the Temple Wall of Jerusalem. And there's a gate that's now sealed. I'm getting nods, which is good. And I stood there. Um, a friend said to me, "He'd have seen them coming, Glen. He'd have seen them coming because you can stand in Gethsemane and look at the tem- at the wall of Jerusalem and see the gate where the church leaders, the religious leaders." temple police, Judas, those who came to arrest him would have walked at night out of that gate and it was dark so he would have seen the torches come through the gate and start to come and proceed down through the valley, Kidron Valley, up to where he was. Of course the disciples, as you'll know, were asleep And I just wonder if it was at that time, this is speculation, I just wonder if it was at that time where he began to pray even more earnestly and the great drops of blood burst from his brow. So I'm going to take you there. Now, let's read it. Luke 22, verses 39 to 52. Then he went out and made his way as usual To the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. It can be dangerous following Jesus. When he reached the place, he told them, Pray that you may not fall into temptation. And then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and began to pray Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will but yours be done. And then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in anguish, he prayed more fervently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. And when he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. And while he was still sleeping, suddenly a mob came and one of the 12 named Judas was leading them and he came near to Judas to kiss him. But Jesus said, Judas, why are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was happening, they asked, Lord, should we strike with a sword? Then one of them struck the high priest's servant and cut his ear off. But Jesus responded, no more of this. And touching his ear, he healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, temple police, and the elders who'd come for him, have you come out with clubs and swords as if I were a criminal? Every day while I was with you in the temple, you never laid a hand on me. But this is your hour and the dominion of darkness. The title of my talk this morning is this. This was a dark place and a lonely space for Jesus. So my talk is, title is, Dark Places and Lonely Spaces. <clears throat> my first point is this. I've got three. I'll give them to you. <clears throat> first point is this. Sometimes, dark places and lonely spaces can be overwhelming My second point shall come to. Sometimes others can't do your journey. And my third point is, sometimes in dark places and lonely spaces, you have to pray like you've never prayed before. And there's a fourth point. You knew it. That sometimes walking with Jesus can walk you into trouble. So my first point, sometimes the future can be overwhelming. And I wonder, where is the place of your suffering? Where is your dark place? Where is your lonely space? You see, Jesus experienced and understands, and I've listed these. I sat and thought about this. He experienced and understands homelessness, loneliness, abandonment, rejection, heartbreak, betrayal, false accusation, wrongful imprisonment, public mockery, shame, brutal torture, an excruciating death and then Hell itself. A man called Edward Shillitoe, I mentioned this before, wrote a poem at the end of the Second World War, First World War, that said this and it sums it up. It says, He said, um, Other gods were strong, but thou wast weak. They rode, but thou didst stumble to a throne. To our wounds, only God's wounds can speak. And no, God has wounds, but thou alone. You see, no matter where your dark place or your lonely space is, Christ has been deeper. He's been darker. You're not alone. You're not alone. He suffered the ultimate in loneliness so that you could be comforted in yours. He suffered in the dark so that you could come into the light. He meets you in your dark place, and he can bring you into his light. We know that the first mention of a garden in the Bible is the Garden of Eden, where God hid from man. And in a sense, I think of it this way, in the Garden of Gethsemane, sorry, in the Garden of Eden, I'm being distracted, in the Garden of Eden, man hid from God. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, there's a sense in which God hid from man. Jesus said, you know, where are you, God? It's as if God hid himself until Christ had paid for our sin so that then God could reveal himself to you and I. You're so valued by the Lord. And he demonstrates his love towards you in many ways, but we see it starkly in the garden and on his journey to the cross and on the cross. He suffered for you. He values you. If you were the worst person in the world, he died for you. And no matter how dark and lonely your space is, He can meet you there. Second point. Sometimes others can't do your journey. Only the Lord can. Sometimes people who are around us, when we're in dark places and lonely spaces, are just too worn and tired to support us or give us the support that we need. The disciples, you know, it said they, they went as usual. Maybe they slept normally in that place. But they weren't strong enough to do the journey that Jesus was on. And this can be other people as well. In our world, they've got different priorities to the priorities that we've got. Different priorities to supporting us. They just can't do the journey. Maybe they don't understand But I want to say this to you, if you're in a dark space and a lonely place, and others can't do your journey, and you feel alone, you feel others are sleeping around you, I want to encourage you with this, heaven hears. Why do I say that? Because God sent an angel to Gethsemane. It says an angel came. And there's two things about that that really fascinate me. The first thing is that the Lord's um, restraint that he only allowed one angel. (laughs) He could have called a legion of angels that were there at his birth when angel armies sang at his birth. But he allowed one. (laughs) It shows the Lord's restraint. He must have needed an angel. And heaven will send what you need. If you're in a dark place and a lonely space, be sure of this that heaven hears and the Lord will send what you need. The second thing that intrigues me about the angel is this. I just would have loved to have been in on the conversation. I wonder what the angel said to strengthen the Lord. You know, maybe you reminded him of what he was there for. Because for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I don't know, maybe the angel said to the Lord, you know, only a few hours now. Keep going, keep strong. Think of those people you're dying for. Think of God's glory. Think of three days' time when you're going to defeat Satan and see him crushed under your heel. I don't know. But the angel strengthened Jesus. And heaven will send all that you need to strengthen you. We have something better than an angel. A person called the Holy Spirit who will strengthen you in your dark place and lonely space. Heaven will send whatever you need. We have the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because in your dark place, in your lonely space, you can reach out and know the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, I know that personally. On many occasions, I've known supernaturally the Holy Spirit comfort me. And if you've never encountered the risen Christ, which is Sunday message really, or encountered the person of the Holy Spirit, then you need to now, today whether you're in a dark place or not, whether you're in a lonely space or not, I can tell you this, that you will need the comfort of the Holy Spirit in your days to come. Third point, I'm doing well. Sometimes you must pray like you've never prayed before. Sometimes. and. In the Lord's dark place, in His lonely space, again I'm speculating. Forgive me, Lord, if I'm. But He was known to pray. He went to the hills every night to pray, not every night, but he regular to pray alone. He prayed all night at times. But I wonder whether he'd ever prayed like he prayed here, because he sweat drops of blood. And we know that um, that now is a, a medical condition. If you're under great stress, the capillaries, and I've got medical people in the room, so I've got to be careful. The capillaries under your skin burst, they rupture, so you sweat blood. It's a known medical disorder. If you look it up, you'll find it. And I wonder, you know, as he saw the disciples sleeping and he saw the torches coming, he prayed like he'd never prayed before. And I wonder if then, you know, he sweat drops of blood. I wonder if it was then the angel came. As the soldiers came, the angel came. I don't know. We don't know. But he prayed like he never prayed before. And God didn't answer his prayer. He wasn't delivered from the cup. Sometimes in your dark place, the Lord doesn't answer your prayer, but he meets you there. But let me reassure you with this, that the Lord's prayer went unanswered so that yours could be heard. The Father began to treat him like a sinner so that he could treat you like a saint. And because heaven didn't hear Jesus' prayer, in that sense, to be delivered from the cup, He hears ours. It says in Hebrews 7:25, I love this, that he always lives to make intercession for you. Jesus prayed for himself in Gethsemane, but now he prays for you. Always lives, always makes intercession. And in your dark place and your lonely space, Jesus prays for you. And heaven will answer and send whatever you need to comfort and bless and refresh you. Jesus says, I'll meet you in the dark. He says, I will never leave you or abandon you. Strength awaits for those who pray. Jesus was treated as we deserved so that we could be treated as he deserves. Fourth point, doing really well. It says here, it says, um, verse 39, he went out, I've never seen this, he went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. Sometimes walking with Jesus can walk you into difficulty. There were, This was his normal routine. It said, as usual, He made his way to the Mount of Olives. Normal routine. Regular habit. Regular haunt. Nothing out of the ordinary. The disciples were doing nothing out of the ordinary. But sometimes, following Jesus can walk you into trouble. You can be minding your own business. You can even be asleep. And trouble can seek you out. And... um, I think that we see that in our society with things like traditional family values being challenged and we need to prepare ourselves in these days I think for challenges to our faith we're going to have to pray like we haven't prayed before we're going to have to have a heaven answer and support us in times of trouble so so trouble can come just by following Jesus and my last point I said there were three I've done five someone said this to me 50 years ago and it stuck with me they said you don't win a man to Christ by cutting his ear off and sometimes, you know, when we're in trouble, we want to lash out. We want to defend ourselves. We want to defend our friends. We want to defend our Lord. We want to defend our faith. We should never do that by lashing out. Can't win a man to Christ by cutting his ear off. We should listen and watch what the Lord does first. We think it was probably Peter who did this. I love Peter. but don't lash out. If you're in a dark place and a lonely space and you feel abandoned, you feel weary, you feel let down, you feel others are sleeping on the job when they should be supporting you, or you feel oppressed because of your faith, because you're following Jesus and you're now in trouble, let's not lash out. Let's know that heaven hears. Let's know that heaven will send a comfort of the Holy Spirit. Let's know that the Lord meets us. Often at our weakest, we can know His presence best. So, as we contemplate Gethsemane and we contemplate the Lord at His lowest, I think. Maybe on the cross. we see the Lord in his dark place in his lonely space I want to ask you again where's yours where's yours be encouraged be encouraged that heaven hears be encouraged that you have a comforter be encouraged that you have a saviour who's been lower than you can ever go and his plan is to take you higher than you've ever been ultimately to glorify you We come to that on Sunday. Can I invite the worship team back just to play? I'm going to invite our senior pastors, Steve and Rachel Carey, who are going to minister to us the bread and the wine communion. If you love Jesus Christ, if you've asked Christ into your heart to be your Lord and your Saviour, then you're welcome to share communion with us. We're going to celebrate the broken body of the Lord and his shed blood. And we're going to contemplate what that cost him. And we're going to contemplate the blessing that it brings to us. There are wheat-free options apart from white bread here on the table. So I'm going to ask as the, as the worship team just play and in the last few minutes before we close we're going to have a time of reflection and quiet and prayer to do business with God to offer our worship maybe be asked for support and help that you need and give thanks. Let me just pray. Lord as we contemplate your suffering we thank you. Lord, as we contemplate your loneliness, we thank you that you can be with us in ours. Lord, as we contemplate your grief, Lord, we thank you that it turned to joy. Lord, you deserve it all. All to you, Jesus. And now, Lord, as we take these emblems of your, of your broken body and your shed blood, O oh Lord, We ask you to visit us again with your presence and with your power. Refresh, restore and lift as we ask. In Jesus' name. Amen.